Welcome to the Hole in My Heart podcast with Matt and Lori Krieg. We are here together. We are not together. <laughs> Nailed it. But uh, othering is something that will come up in today's podcast. So welcome. Hey, welcome. That was really good. So <laughs> if you didn't catch that, the title is Togothering. Is that yeah. what we're calling it? Yeah, sure. The focus is on when you feel other. So othering one another. Mm. Oh my word, we're going to say others so many times, and I think we'll come up with some sort of rhyme slash rap by the end. If we don't, we have failed. So (laughs) there's the mission before us, guys. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, yes, welcome back. It is episode six, and we're so glad you're here listening to the Hole in My Heart podcast. My name is Lori Krieg, here with my husband, Matt, and with producer Steve. And this week, we are talking about that feeling of other. Do you know what I'm talking about when you are in a place and you're like, man, I don't belong. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like these are my people. I don't feel like I belong here. And that can sadly happen in the church. However, we're not going to begin with some of that pain. We actually want to talk about the question of the week from last week, which was actually when, when were times that you've come out, Matt, Steve, me, uh, when were times that you've come out with something that you are wrestling with in the church and you've actually been received well, you didn't feel like Hey, I feel other. So let's start there. Steve, Matt? Well, I can jump in. Mine is very recent. Um, in the last podcast, I opened up a lot. Yes, you did, man. And uh, and you guys were just very good for my heart in Aww. that process. Well, and, and mostly after that process, in the week that we've had since then, it yes. has just been great to know that you know I'm not alone in this. Feel, nope. feel very supported, and that's just the most recent time that's happened. That has happened also uh, for me in the past. But thank you guys for that. Totally. Oh, well, you're very welcome. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know the 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 last time. Well, not the last time. One of the major times in my life that that happened was after I had come out to Lori with my own pornography struggle. And we're sitting there and we're teaching this class in a room full of like 22 people that I didn't really know that well. Mm. And God told me to get up and kind of tell my story. And at the end of it, after my confession, there was like 10 guys that just came up and like wrapped me in a giant like bear hug mm. and just said, hey man, we'll we'll get through this together. And And that was not something I expected to happen from a bunch of people that I didn't really know. Right. And so that was really, really surprising, but really awesome. Yeah, seriously. I remember that. That was really awesome to watch. I think a time that I did not feel othered and really felt like I belonged when I shared something was with my good friend, Amber. And I was in college and she was the first female peer I told about uh, my same-sex attractions and relationship and um I don't know if you guys have ever done something like that, but you like say it really fast and then you're Mm. like, and then, but, and then you do like all these like outs. Backpedaling. Yeah. All the backpedaling. And I was like, no, but don't worry. Like I'm not attracted to you or anything. And so like, and I, I'm trying to almost like undo what I said and reject myself before she rejects me. Mm. And she, um, stopped me and like looked me in the eye and was like, Lori, I don't care even if you are attracted to me. She's like, I'm okay. (laughs) I am with you. I'm in the friendship. And even if that does happen, she's like, I'm I'm not leaving. And I felt extremely safe and I felt really like seen and like for her to even catch me 
I just have like this picture of like a shepherd hook, like catch me before the little sheep like ran away and be like, no, I'm, I'm not going to leave. Hmm. And um, it wasn't scary. It was just like, oh, okay. I can just hang out here. Hmm. Um, so that for me was a really great, great experience. So now we're going to push pause on some of the serious and we're going to go to goofball Island. <laughs> oh yeah. Nailed it. Like that. Yeah, I do. I like that little addition. Thank <laughs> you for little- that. Little sound effect. Did you create all that? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I pieced it together. Yeah, it's very fitting. Well, thank you. Did you like? Did you just like find random sounds? I don't know how you put things together sound yeah. wise. Internet. <laughs> it's called you know. the internet, Lori. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. No. I actually composed that uh, little carnival music yeah. and performed it. No. 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 So true story, bro. Um, Matt loves love, love, loves carnival music. Like, yeah. could just listen to carnival music on repeat. What well, you know that little piece of that song yeah. is just so like you know everybody Horrible. knows that it's woven into our DNA. Mm-hmm. I found out that the name of that is "Over the Sea." What? Huh. Yeah. Why would it be "Over the Sea"? I have no idea. It should be called "On a Unicycle." <laughs> You're right. <laughs> or how many clowns can fit in a car? Yeah. That too. Yeah. Um. How can you? Are you pretend? Do you pretend like that kind of music? Because I. Like, want to rip my eardrums out. Let's just say that there was that one time when you came home and me and our daughter were having a good old time listening to PPAP. Oh, my word. No, On no. repeat. Oh, so my word. Does anyone not, know that song? It's not a joke. PPAP. Um, I've got awesome music taste, by the way. <laughs> so, moving on. Moving on. Speaking of tastes, uh, let's talk about weird foods that you like to eat. And, like, is there anything that you guys like that people look at you and they're like, for real? Like, you're going to eat that right now. Or that you're like, I just have a real, this is my happy food. I got mm. a real hankering for that. Mm? Mm? Yeah, Steve, Well, go. okay. I I don't think I'm unique in this, but for some reason in my family, if if my wife is really feeling loving and kind, she'll get a thing of dill pickles. A thing. I love that a, it's a, a big thing. jar. Yeah, a <laughs> jar of dill pickles. I just like having a dill pickle by my sandwich or on my hamburger, but then I have to slice it up and everything. Yeah. Um, and nobody else in the family eats them. So do you eat it like um, what's that one show? That little kid. I got a pickle <laughs> for a nickel. <laughs> what is it? like? Do you eat them whole with like a napkin? <laughs> I've been known to do that. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. With or do without you, a napkin. Do you drink the leftover pickles? I do not. No. Go, okay. It doesn't go that far. Okay. I'm a little more normal than that. He totally rockies it. He just adds a couple <laughs> raw eggs, just shovels that baby down, right. and then smooches his wife. And then, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That is one where we are in vast disagreement. I, I do not like pickles in oh. the slightest. Okay. Uh-uh. Um, my weird thing growing up in Cincinnati, I, I think it must be a regional thing, but they've got this chili Ugh. that is, well, Lori just gave her reaction. Yeah. It's wonderful. No. It's got oh, so good. And What's it called? It's called, well, the brand that I like is called Skyline, mm. but really just Cincinnati style chili. Yeah. Okay. And you put it on either spaghetti or you can make a dip with like cream cheese and then the chili and then other cheese and you just like... It, go to town with like Tostitos. It is 400 billion calories. Yeah, just no doubt. Oh, delicious. So I've got a question here, Lori. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. you not like chili at all? Or is it just... I like like vegetarian chili. Oh, okay. And yeah. Matt likes... Okay, I love your dad so much, but he'll eat it like out of a literal like 
looks like a dog food dish <laughs> and it looks like dog food. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. It's and very you'll do watery the same dog thing. food. <laughs> He walks into his parents' house and he's like, mm, need me a dog food dish full of dog food right now. <laughs> and your accent comes back. Yes. What is it? What is the Cincinnati accent? I don't know. You guys talk. Well, you're close to Kentucky there, right? Basically. Kind of? I don't know. Yeah, it's probably probably more the Texas accent given uh, I was born in Dallas. But. Yeah. Yes. There's a switch in Matt's brain that goes off. Yeah. Anyway, he's anyway, five let's, billion calories. When he's eating he's in let's, a dog food dish. Let's move okay. on a little okay, bit. Okay, now let's judge me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we will not other you. Oh, thank Go you. Ahead. Thank you. I feel I received. I can't here. make that promise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have many things that I like that uh, Matt thinks are gross and probably other people. First, I will say does anyone know what zebra cakes are? Yes. Are you a fan or not? I like the zebra cakes. Okay, what's your favorite part about them? I mean, Swiss cake roll, yeah. all that whole family. It's the outer coating. The outer, thank you. Yeah. Matt, thank you. Here's the thing. I'm crazy. You, you can't even call it chocolate. It okay. is like no, that's paraffin no, 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 no. wax. It is wax, and that's what I like. I like the flavor of wax. Why you gotta judge? <laughs> <laughs> also, I really like gum. I was telling the fellas before the show how back when I was a news reporter, I was a little anxious and mm. I drank about two pots of coffee a day and chewed at least a pack of gum a day. And this isn't this isn't like the little five stick no. like Wrigley's sixteen. 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 I thought it was like the like thing that you would put in the or the Mentos container. Yeah, the Mentos container that, that goes day. in the like cup oh, holder in the car. Yes, with like sixty pieces or something. It's a problem, and probably just as bad as smoking is for me. My brain's probably getting eaten away. My sister jokes that or one day well I'm just preserved. gonna yeah. <laughs> I'm like formaldehyde. Basically mummified thanks to the gum. Mm. My sister jokes that like one day I'm just going to be talking and just stop because all the sorbitol is caught up with my brain, <clears throat> which makes you forget things. So, oh, okay. Yeah. If that happens when I'm speaking, just know it's because I chew too much gum. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> let's get serious. Um, now we're going to shift to the heart of the matter. And today we are talking about that feeling of other. Now, I just want to say this is not where we're going to like bash the church because we are all sitting here a part of the church. We're just here to talk about some experiences that we've had when we're like, man, that wasn't our best moment. And this for the sake of camaraderie, but then also we're going to talk about how we have in the same episode, how we have othered others. And then next episode, we're going to talk about what can we do about that? How can we avoid some of this? So we don't just want to sit in a circle and say terrible things about the church. We want to talk about, yeah, look at it rea in reality, but look at how we're also part of the problem and how can we lean into that? So to start off. Oh, can I just ask a clarifying question? Yes, could you? The idea of othering, I just want to make sure I understand, is that when people have like actively like, shunned you or you've just kind of felt like you don't belong in a in a social situation super super good question i i don't know how much like active shunning happens <laughs> after 1899 right. but does happen yeah it can happen but i am saying probably more like when you just feel that mm -hmm. and so it's probably 99 percent of the time unintentional but i think we all have these biases against certain i'm going to talk about sins right now mm -hmm. i'm not talking about like um 
although it's extremely important conversation, but like racial divides and things like that. I want to talk about how we can other people who struggle with things that are different from us. Okay. And so maybe if the sentence has ever come up in your own mind, that's like, well, at least I'm not that person. At least I'm not like them. Sure. Okay. Um, and so when we just like unintentionally marginalize people. So I'll start. When have I ever felt othered or unintentionally marginalized? Um, I would say for me, and I think a lot of people who wrestle like I do, it happens. It can happen in like women's groups. Um, and my church is one that's amazing. It's like super diverse, multi-ethnic, multi-site. And like they are just got all guns loaded for Jesus and really moving into it. Um, so it's not even necessarily at my church. It's kind of like just women's ministry in general. And we tend to do a lot of gender um, stereotyping in women's groups. And so it's a lot of like tees and pink and leopard print and, um, Specifically, even on like women's ministry events, I literally break out in hives when I think about like rooming situations and like if people know about me and my story, um, I get a little bit anxious because I don't know if I'm going to room with them and they're going to feel weird. So it's not even like I feel weird. It's like if they're feeling weird, I'm getting more anxious and I'm acting weird and I'm like, uh, I'm not trying to do and I'm just feeling weird. Uh, so um, you can hear my anxiety right now. Uh, so I think in those sort of situations, I I feel kind of different because I don't really like pink and I don't like leopard and I don't like tees. And then I also can feel just like awkward specifically about the rooming situation. So I really don't think like women's ministry leaders sit down and be like, shoot, let's hurt Lori this round. Yeah, we good? <laughs> okay, high five. Um, I think... We just have, there's a word to describe it, and it's heteronormativity. It's just we assume everyone's only attracted to the opposite gender. And so they don't assume I'm part of the women's ministry, especially when I'm married to a man. <laughs> like, So they just assume there would be no struggle. They just assume I fit most gender stereotypes. But even women who aren't attracted to the same gender don't fit gender stereotypes. And so um, I think a way maybe to like help counteract that would be to think outside the box and to offer ways like rooming situations where I wouldn't feel so, um, I don't know, like outed if I could just have my own room, even just as an introvert, that'd be great. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't have to, I don't know. I just wouldn't feel so awkward even talking about that. So I think that's a big time for me. It's just women's ministry. Um, I just feel awkward. Yeah. So. Well, and I know that that's, I mean, for me, that's given that my struggle is very common among, among men in the yeah. church, well, men in general. And like, I never felt othered because of my struggle, but I do feel othered in men's groups sometimes because I, I like to talk. And this is probably the counselor in me coming out, but I mm -hmm. like to talk a little more deeply. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes when I'm like trying to have a conversation with guys, it's just like the blank stare. And so about the game on Sunday. Right. You know, and I don't get me wrong, I love talking sports. Laurie, you can attest to that. Oh yeah. But every once in a while there's this like desire to know, I want to really know what's going on. And and sometimes it just feels like that there's an unwillingness 
Mm. In, a, in a lot of men's groups, at least. I know there are other men individually who love to talk deep. And one-on-one, it, it seems to be something Steve's that happens. Men. But mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, wait. I just have to say. So I sit in a lot of meetings with Matt and other counselors. And they're so funny. Because <laughs> they just sit there and they're like, huh. They, there's never like this overreaction as mm. far as like, right. well, that's just. It's like, I just wonder what she's really feeling about that. Okay, okay. Can you just tell the story real quick about when you and your supervisor were golfing? And how hilarious that was when you do terrible? When I do terrible. What, what are you saying? I don't do terrible golfing. <laughs> Oh, wait, I do. (laughs) Everyone, well, anyone who knows golf knows that 111 is not a score that you want to get. So, so what we came up with, given that this is supposed to be like a, you know, professional supervision, I would go golfing and when I hit a bad shot, we would do what's called a reframe. So rather (laughs) than me getting mad and be like, oh, I got, I'm in the weeds again, like, just be like, well, I'm. 50 yards closer to the hole, <laughs> which is not very good. Um, so it was like this constant practice of reframing throughout huh. the throughout the course. And, and ultimately, it turned out really, really well. I just can't <laughs> picture where everyone else like cursing and breaking things. You guys are like, hmm, well, it's another opportunity to see God in this situation. <laughs> at, least it's a, at least it's a beautiful day outside and I get to drive a golf cart. Yeah, right. I got to get in the water. Yeah. Oh, my word. Okay, so you're saying that sometimes you feel like I don't necessarily belong hitting that core need um, when, I don't know, you don't feel like you can connect at an emotional level with other guys? Sometimes. And, and I know that's not all the time. Yeah. Um, but, but there is kind of the, it, it seems like there's a wall for large group yeah. men's gatherings. And so in that, in that sense, sometimes when there's like a question, it's just like crickets. Okay, but here's a question for you. You are a counselor, and I know you've told me that your number one thing that you try and do with people is help them have, like, self-awareness and just introspect, period. So guys, stereotypically, in general, do you think it's really like an unwillingness, like they're just like, oh, I know my feelings and I'm just not going there? Or is it they're unable to? Like, they just haven't gone there. There's just not even a pathway to go there. I think it's it's more of just an... There's not a lot of self-knowledge. If it's, you know, in the stereotypical thing, guys are more compartmentalized. Right. If the problem is not sitting right in front of them in their face, like they're not necessarily actively thinking about it. Hmm. And so when a question is asked, sometimes it could just be that they need more time to process. I know I'm a slow processor. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if there's not this like habit of doing introspection and doing like kind of soul searching work, Right. Then, then a lot of times people might just feel like, I don't know how to answer that right now. Right. And that's not just guys. I know a lot of women who are like that too. And so it may be more frequent with guys because they're stereotypically not as in touch internally, but I know it's for women too, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's been me. <laughs> Steve, how about you? What have been some times or has there been a time when you're like, man, I, I just don't feel like I belong here. Well, I mean, I think what comes to my mind, and it's not necessarily in the church, although it's a lot of Christians I know. Um, So, like, I don't have a browser on my smartphone, all right? I've got a smartphone. Yeah. I've got restrictions on it. And Mm -hmm. it's just, that's... Wise, wisdom. That's got to be how it is for me, you know? Smart. Um, And so, 
we'll be talking about whatever yeah. and like you know who was the third uh king of you yeah. know hungary or whatever you know <laughs> like and uh, oh we were just talking Hungaria? about that hungary bruce yeah mm-hmm. um so Wait, you was know, it really Bruce? I'm, no, I'm just oh, yeah. Wow. She's really smart. I'm just super smart. Oh, she's got her smartphone. Yeah. She no, does have her. a browser. Okay. But no, I'm, and, yes. and somebody will be like, well, just look it up on your phone, you know? Oh, and, yeah. um, and so I do better with it now, but in the yeah. past, it would just like really kind of bring up shame, shame. stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I would like just learn how to change the subject quick, Aww. you know, or just kind of do a like, I'm okay not knowing, you know? Like, yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. I don't have time right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Siri, can you? Oh, never mind. Just. Yeah, yeah. And I, so, I mean, I think fortunately, because I'm a little older than yeah. the kind of like smartphone generation, right. I've been like, you know what? I'll check Wikipedia later right. on my computer, you right, know, something. Right. And, um, but I feel that, you know, just kind of totally. that otherness, like, yeah, I can't do that. Which is totally, it's, that makes a ton of sense that it would be like, especially triggering because it's hitting wound, it's hitting yep. shame, it's hitting mm-hmm. lies that Satan drops in there. And mm-hmm. so it's like, it's not just even a feeling of other, although it's hitting that too, which we've talked to, we talked about yeah. that last time that need to belong. So that's like yeah. extra like it's, shoving yeah, you it, away. It, it mm-hmm. is, you can't handle what normal people can handle oh. like that. You know, that's kind of like the message anyway. Totally. Yeah. Man, that was really good. That was a good therapy sesh. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it is. Okay, so again, we don't want to just sit here and lob like logs onto a church hateful party. So let's bring it back. Let's point the fingers back at ourselves. So when are there times that we ourselves other others? Like when is it like specific like, I don't know, wrestling with sin that we're like, well, at least I'm not that type of mm. person. And um, maybe when have we unintentionally marginalized others? I can start again. I know, and I'm sitting with two guys who have wrestled with pornography addiction. There has been times that I have put that in a box of really bad. And it really, it's out of my own wounding because I have been hurt by men. And so I just put it in this category of like, all men are evil in that and all men wrestle with lust. And so anyone who's wrestling with that is the worst. And so I'm like, so it makes me like kind of want to throw up at my own sinful judginess, even sitting here talking to you both because it Mm -hmm. just like really puts my own um, judgment in front of my face because Mm -hmm. I know you guys hearts. You just told me some of like your core needs, Matt, I know Mm -hmm. you better than anyone else. And so as I'm sitting here, I'm getting convicted of my own um, othering of men. Men who yeah. struggle with pornography, not even women. It was that, that was, isolated. Yeah, specific, yeah. yeah. Yep. And, well, and, and I know that when I was in high school and everything, I mean, I would have said the same thing about LGBT people. Like yeah. I was your stereotypical Christian kid who made fun of, you know, made the gay jokes and, and all that kind of stuff. And thankfully, you know, the second I found out about you, the second you told me, it was like this switch happened. Mm. And all of a sudden it became this thing that wasn't just the faceless crowd over there. It mm. was someone that I deeply cared about. Yeah. And so now to, to, to kind of bring it more present, because I still struggle with othering people, but now it's, it's kind of changed to honestly a lot of parents 
hmm. that I have a harder time with because I work with their kids. And so... Like, parents of LGBT kids well, or parents, parents of... Parents... Uh, I mean, a lot of it's LGBT kids because that's one thing that a lot of parents tend to react to. But parents who are like controlling, mm. who are who are really like concerned about behavior of their kid mm. um, to a point where it's like it's not the heart that that's being sought after. It's just like, I want them to look good so I don't deal with the ramifications of people thinking I'm a bad parent Ugh. or something. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah. and that's, that's been a, a place that I've needed to grow because I know that, you know, with certain things like parents are, I mean, they're very invested. And I know as our daughters get older, mm -hmm. I'm going to have more and more understanding because all of a sudden I will be one of those parents yeah. in some instances. Yeah. But for me, that that's a hard one because I'm like, wait, give your give your kid room to to be messy and actually mm -hmm. give like think about an answer instead of just saying because I said so. Right. And so that that's one that I've needed to to really take to God fairly consistently to give me a heart to to work more with parents. Mm. How about you, Steve? Um, well, I, I'm sure there's a lot and. Uh, what I feel like is um, that I'm becoming aware of right now, and I, I think I'm aware of it through just, you know, seeing my reaction as I scan down Facebook and yeah. seeing my reaction as I engage with my um, young adult kids. I've got issues. <laughs> this is hard to say <laughs> yeah. um, with, uh, I guess, millennials. Mm. And I mean, I don't want to like just categorize or mm -hmm. label. I Maybe I should say. Uh, entitled people or people mm. who seem and and this is like the pot calling the kettle black lazy because yeah. I can be very lazy. I yeah. am, you know, I, I struggle with that. So, you know, and, and I think sometimes it's maybe things that I can relate to or that I see in myself. Totally. A lot of times yeah. I think that we have a special hatred of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. when I see a characteristic that I know I have in you, then yeah. for some reason I yeah. want to just like yeah. hate on you. Oh yeah. If I see something in you that I disdain in me, right. I'm going right. to react to that. Cause somehow like screaming about it makes it like disappear in me. Like if I can yell right. at you enough, it's like, I don't see it in me. Yeah. It's, it's like quieter. Inside. Right. Right. So anyway, I mean, you guys, I guess, fall into that generation. Totally. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I love you guys. Yeah. So it's not millennials. Yeah. But it's, I guess, some of the characteristics. And I mean, like, I'm just hating even hearing how I sound right now. because <laughs> I'm like I just this, felt. Yeah. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I feel like I'm this old curmudgeon. It's like the <laughs> young people these days. And so. Hang on a second. Snappers. I got to text like 10 people. Can you just like sit there and take a nap? <laughs> Give me a minute. Let me tweet that. Sure. <laughs> Right, but let's get a selfie. I yeah. did. I did read your blog on that about just hatred, and I yeah. felt very convicted. It was very helpful to read uh. through that. The stuff that uh, you got from Keller, Tim Keller. Yeah. Man, I listened to one of his sermons, and I'm like, and ending my old life and start a new one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're actually going to be talking about that blog that I wrote. Um, that's what was it called again? Oh, why I can't hate people anymore. Yeah. Um, and I even writing that sentence, I was like, ooh, do I really hate people? And I was like, yeah, this ain't righteous anger. Or is it? Which is our question of the week. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be wrestling with that at the start of next week. So the question is, is there holy hatred? And kind of like the subtitle is, 
Uh, what's the difference between righteous anger and unrighteous anger? And I even did like a quick Google search and there's actually not much on it. So we're going to wrestle with that and we're going to talk about some of that blog post and how just like this podcast, I got convicted as I was writing. So yeah. Anyway, that'll be fun. But we'll also talk about fun stuff. <laughs> so thank you so much um, for listening to the Hole in My Heart podcast. We would love to hear some of your feedback. It's fun that we're actually doing these uh, every week. And so we can get your feedback. You can email us at podcast at H-I-M-H. That stands for Hole in My Heart Ministries.com. And you can answer that question. Is there such a thing as holy hatred? Or just ask us questions. If there's stuff that you would like us to talk about and wrestle with on here, we won't bring up your name unless you want us to but um, we'd love to hear from you and so thanks so much for listening to the podcast for Lori and matt and producer steve we'll see you next time thanks for listening to the hole in my heart podcast the gospel is good news for everybody every day learn more at himhministries.com <laughs>